Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. My name is Emily, and we're here today with Andy, who you may know more colloquially as Pedal Board of the Day. Not Pedal of the Day. Not Pedal of the Day, Pedal Board of the Day. They are different. They are different accounts. This is, I, I this can is see true. the uh, the the potential for uh, brand confusion, though. Yeah, d- definitely. I get that sometimes. People are like, "Oh, we thought you were pedal of the day," and I'm like, "No, no, yes, I'm not pedal of the day." Actually, I said that when I talk to people sometimes, I'm like, "Hey, it's Andy, pedal board of the day," and I put in brackets, "Not pedal of the day." Not pedal of the day. Mm. <laughs> I actually, I kind of get that because um, I'm a copywriter by trade, and I have to. I think my official bio says. Uh, she is not the former NPR Israeli correspondent or NPR former foreign correspondent of the same name. And she is also not the domestic terrorist of the same name. Ask your Alexa about Emily Harris. Are you on Twitter on mm-hmm. Emily Harris? Do people like send you like really hateful messages because they think you're other Emily Harris? <laughs> I don't think I don't think people really give a shit about uh, domestic terrorist Emily Harris because like her big thing was that she kidnapped Patty Hearst in the seventies. Okay, she was part of the Sibianese Liberation Army, which uh, I think most people don't realize, and I didn't realize. Uh, Sibianese was not like a group of people who needed to be liberated; it was like something else entirely. <laughs> it wasn't like free Tibet; it was just, it was just a cult. <laughs> Cults you know. are fun. I'd like to start one someday. No, it's a cult of personality plan. I mean, I feel I make it to about back. like 50, 55 and my retirement funds aren't quite where I needed it to be. It's the easy way to make sure I could retire comfortably. Well, you know, prison will pay for three meals a day for the rest <laughs> of your life. Hey, that's if you do the cult wrong. That's if you're a bad cult leader, which is like most of them. I'm not a huge fan of Kool-Aid myself. But- flavor aid. And also a lot of people died. So that's like... Just dark. think about that when you make that joke. It's pretty dark. It's, it's pretty bad very one. dark. Yeah. But it does call out the uh, dangers of institutionalized religion without checks and balances. But Okay, that's a great start for this podcast about <laughs> guitars. <laughs> We're already talking about cults. You, you can join the cult and... of John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> the cult of... <laughs> Okay. There the is. cult of Silver Sky. Andrew, Shots surely you fired. can see yourself clipping. Surely you can see how that's clipping. Oh, sorry, next time I'll, I'll do this. Oh, that's better. Can all the listeners agree that was better? That was better. Man, it was that better. was better. Sorry, guys. better. It was better. It was better. So, Andrew, what's new with you? Sleep. Just kidding. Oh. That's that's not absolute. That's not a thing at all. He got me right as I was about to get a sip of my uh, morning yes. caffeine boost. Mm, uh, see, new? mine's just coffee. I'm going to make coffee my after old, this, but I literally rolled out of bed about 15 minutes before we started, so I've been up for half an hour. No, you look. You both look refreshed, though. You don't look like it's not, not in the morning. I usually <laughs> well, I've been awake at 7 in the morning, but... I was uh, say, I've been awake since 7. Man, I... I screwed up my, my, my routine the other day. I stayed up late Thursday night playing games with a buddy. We usually play games on Wednesday night. Um, video games? Video games, yeah. Age of Empires Definitive Edition. 
or Age of Empires 2 specifically. Um, we usually play Wednesday night, ended up playing Thursday night, but I already have my gym session scheduled for Friday morning because, you know, I'm one of those swole bros now. <laughs> and well, those orange theory swole bros. Right. Um, no, I, I, I don't have one of those tank tops that's like cut all the way down to the waist yet. Oh. So, yeah. Is that, is that your when goal? I get to that point, if I get to that point, please have an intervention. I'd really appreciate it. I'm trying to visualize tank top cut all the way to the like what? The armholes that are cut all the way down to the waist so you can like see your Oh, yeah. Every time My buddy Kyle. Flaps. And side boob. Like the side the boob. Side boob yeah. yeah. I got to say, as a, as a chested woman, I can't wear any shirt like that because it just pops out. Like it's just is like all side boob. <laughs> If my I husband did that right now, it. I'd have the same thing, but with my with my uh, beer gut side gut. Yeah, my husband. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my husband's like, no, don't stop wearing that. <laughs> don't anyway, stop wearing so that around the house. I stayed up late Thursday and realized I forgot to take my. I, I take medicine before I go to sleep at night, and it renders me dizzy and not with it for about eight hours after I take it. And so, if I stay up late and forget to take it, I take it. I'll wake up still feeling the effects, but usually I wake up feeling fine. Like last yeah. night, I took my dose last night 11 hours ago i'm fine now so i got up was still feeling dizzy decided to go to the gym anyways and yeah that was that's not a great idea yeah i i i left about two-thirds of the way through after realizing i'm gonna puke in my mask or i'm gonna walk out in shame and i chose the uh chose the latter well i mean i think that if you puked in your mask you would also be walking out in shame so really it was just like i can have both or I can have one. <laughs> That's a positive way of looking at it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, yeah. I run every morning and I run to an area. It's just like, it's like a park and there's no one around in the morning. And I'm always fearful. Like if I get a heart attack while running one day, I'm like, no one's going to find me. I'll just be here for like a few hours. And that for some reason that always Ooh. terrifies me, but is your wife home like waiting? Yeah. Like yeah. waiting for <laughs> yeah, you? It's like, okay, well then she would probably be like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, but unless she's like timing it, it's like, it, like the five minutes it takes to die from a heart attack or whatever. She's like, oh, he just must have needed a breather. And then by that time, it's too late. It's too late. I feel like usually there are symptoms of the heart attack beforehand, but yeah, sometimes if you push, you do have a cardiac event. That's kind of unexpected. No one's going to find me. Then I'm, wow. I'm like, should I go run? We are so, <laughs> we're such fucking bummers today, y'all. Like, oh my gosh. Hey, look, I'm, after the last year of, their collective reckoning of her mortality. Uh, I think I think we'll be all right with a little bit of dark humor. I think we think we can laugh about it a little bit. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. We can laugh about it. Anyways, uh, that's Ooh. more or less what's new with me. I'm trying to get back. I'm trying to get into a routine that I have planned out that is going to be good and healthy for me, and that is going to lend me to having more energy and better healthy lifestyle overall. Which means I can up the amount of work that I can actually do. I'm enabling my own workaholism. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, we are nothing if not workaholics. Isn't that right? Uh, So, Emily, what's new with you? Well, I haven't opened it yet, but I got a big old box from Fender. (laughs) It's sitting right over there. Um, I think it's the Chrissy uh, Chrissy Hine Telecaster. Ooh. So it's supposed to be. I think I I always – I don't (sighs) – I always film the unboxing for guitars and then I just either forget to use it or just don't. Like I, I did an unboxing for the, uh, the contemporary Squire Strat 
And then I just was like, oh, mm, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot to use that. Oops. And then I actually deleted the Yvette Young <laughs> unboxing. I'm like, maybe, maybe I just am not great about it. But I also, yeah. Unboxings are cool, but for guitars, I think it's probably more important for me to spend some time with them and like tell you what I think is wrong with them. And then other people can tell me what I'm wrong about. So, hey, yeah, that's the big thing. Have you bought thing. a tuner yet? Because I, I've re- if, I, if I was going just off the comment section I, alone, I, I think you've been without a tuner for about a year now. Oh, my yeah, God. You, you get, I actually, you, my Twitter bio says, can I read my Twitter bio for you all really quickly? Sure. Let me find you it get first. pretty. You get my. pretty like hard comments about the tuning. I guess. <laughs> it's probably fair. It's like, I don't, well, okay. Hosted Get Offset. Yes, I tuned the guitar before I started filming the demo video. <laughs> yeah, but I have a Telecaster. No matter, it says it's in tune, it's never in tune. I don't know why I just can't yeah. tune that guitar. It just makes no sense and it drives me absolutely crazy. I did have to intonate the, the her signature strat. And, uh, so yeah, I, that one I did do some work on after after some comments about it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't sound correct, but it's definitely intonation and not a matter of iTunes. I don't think it's the nut because the intonation really fixed it a lot. But um, like someone was like the the, the Squire Strat. They're like, please tell me you didn't intonate it because it. I, there were some parts where it sounded out of tune. I'm like, no, I didn't intonate it. I really did not because I want you to know what you're getting out of the uh, yeah, because most people, I'm sorry, Squire guitars, I think most people who buy Squire guitars, like, I would say, like, a good probably 30% of them are, like, gonna put in the work on their own or gonna intonate it, but the other ones just wanna, like, bang around on a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So. When I got the J Mascus Squire and I posted about it, everyone's like, cool, what mods are you doing? It's like, I, I just got the guitar, like, I wanna enjoy it as <laughs> is. <laughs> Yeah, that's what everyone, everyone. Okay, so what mod? What is this a Honda Accord? Come on, chill. I think it was Jim Bryson um, who we had on, and he talked about his J Mascus, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well the first thing I did was I changed the I changed the uh, the neck. I got put a new neck on it, and then and then I did this, and then I did that, and then I think, and then like, I changed the electronics, and then he's like, and then I sent the body off to MJT, and <laughs> I'm, so, I'm like, uh, so I think he like he kept the bridge in the vibrato system, which we all know and is desirable. The pick guard, <laughs> yeah, best part. and the. Well, actually, it's a bridge that a lot of people do want for their jazz masters versus the stock. Uh, so it's the pick guard, the bridge, the vibrato system, the a completely different body finish, and a different neck. And I'm like, All wow, for a low price of one thousand eight hundred ninety-seven dollars. Well, for me, what I got, what ticked me off, everyone's like, cool, awesome. I have a great like place you can replace the pick guard. It's like, I got it because of the pick guard. Why would I replace the pick guard? The pick guard's the best part of those guitars. You guys can keep your gold anodized pick guards. I can't do it. No? I, the, every time, no one's like, asking I'm, you to. If I'm, if I play fingers, uh, I remember the first time I encountered one, I was so confused because I was in high school, never seen one before it was on a bass. So I went to go start playing and my, my fingernail inevitably like caught when I was playing up on the on the G string, and the fingernail sound. I'm like, oh my! That's, <laughs> I can do nail. I I not kidding. I can do nails on a chalkboard. Doesn't bother me. Nails. I don't think I rest. Pick guard. Ugh. 
I don't think I rest it doesn't, my it doesn't feel so bad. fingers there. It, 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 there's something deep inside my soul that just immediately dies. That happens with cotton I, cotton balls. Even thinking about squeezing a cotton ball uh, gives me like... Oh, yeah. I, I worked with... Deep. See, that, yeah. I don't get it with cotton balls, I, worked with, I could see where someone would, though. I worked with a woman who literally, like, we had to... Cotton balls were part of our job. It, it was like airbrush tattoos. I know I've done a lot of jobs. Uh, and we had to get a diff- we had to get like alcohol wipes just for her and to be used when she was working. So like we, we accommodated her phobia, which I think now looking back at it, I'm like, wow, this company I worked for, they were bad, but they did accommodate a phobia well, for a teenage girl, which is actually kind of impressive. Now that I think about it. I wish some like off-the-counter medicines would stop putting that counter ball in there because when I open up a counter ball, I'm just like, oh, God, I, I have no choice. <laughs> I need oh, that. I, I, right? Oh, the worst, one of the worst experiences of my life on an airplane is I bought one, like some ibuprofen or something. I was anticipating having a headache at the airport. It was not alcohol-related. I forget why. I think it's just because I didn't say Anyway, so I go to open it up on the plane, and there's the cotton ball, and I go pick it up, and it is the poop. <laughs> and everyone's like, what is that? It just like oh. looked like smoke, and with all of that air circulating, it just did like a little tornado thing. It, oh, I, it was horrifying. Oh, oh! No, I'm not sure what to expect right now. So sorry. I'm not sure what to do with this information. Today, okay, so as we're recording, it is National Biomusical Instrument Day, and wow. Reverb tweeted. What's at the top of your list? And I said, an Elvis Costello signature jazz master and the Fender tenor telly. And someone responded to my tweet and said, I have a butterscotch tenor telly. I need to sell maybe in the next month or two. I'll keep your, you in mind if you're interested and can wait a bit. I enjoy your podcast and YouTube. I'm like, oh, yes. There you go. Oh, Marty. <laughs> Marty. If you're listening, Marty, or watching, I'm going to be interested in the next month or two. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right. So, so if it's like- because I, I think it was, it, I think it was like uh, the the uh, working. Mm-hmm. I've really fucked up this episode. I think it was the working class music episode where I pointed out that somebody was selling three tenor tellies on reverb, would not separate, and was asking like five thousand dollars for them. I. I don't like that person. I hate people who do. Sorry if any one of your listeners are those type of people, but like we have like Kijiji in Canada, which is like Craigslist, and people are like, I'm Craigslist, selling yeah. my pedals. I'm not individualizing them. It's either you give me $3,000 or you get none of them. It's like, I only need one. I only need one of what you're selling. People do that here. <laughs> it drives me nuts. I think there was a. For a while on Amazon, there were people who were selling like fully loaded pedal boards with like the trendy pedals of the day, including like Chase Bliss stuff. And I always thought that was really a niche. <laughs> I, I mean, you got to like really find someone who wants all 30 of those pedals, right? Like, or like, I guess not 30, but like 10 or 12. Like, people like I was about to say 30 pedals for $3,000. I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Is that, that usually like hundred, is that a hundred bucks a pedal? Yeah, and none of them are a buffer. <laughs> <laughs> I oh hope they're God. all analog drive through, or else someone's going to be really mad. <laughs> right. <laughs> flashbacks like the gear page in 2010. Um, oh my God! All right. Uh, so what's new with you, Andy? <laughs> new yes. with me? I mean, what can be really new? Or it's kind of still like uh, where I am. There's kind of still like a curfew in place, and stuff is kind of closed. So. 
what am I doing? I'm just waiting until next week when all this stuff is lifted where I am. So hopefully we can get back to some normal life. Uh, you got any nice new gear though? I have a few, a couple I can't show right now, but I'm excited about the ones that are coming out. Um, this launches on uh, June 1st, so I don't know what next week looks oh, like. Oh, yeah, for you. okay. Do you- uh, I have, can I just like pull it off the board? Just give me a second. Yeah. As long as it's as long as it's okay to launch it by June first. Well, that's up to the company because sometimes they screw up release dates. But this should be. A note for listeners: I accidentally lied when I told Andy when this episode would be out. I said June first. Obviously, it came out a full week earlier, so the pedal he showed us, which is going to be released on the twenty seventh, could not be divulged in this episode. Please check out. Pedal board of the day. That's pedal board of the day on the 27th to see this really cool new pedal that may or may not have booted a beloved Chase Bliss pedal from Andy's permanent pedal board. Thanks so much. Let's get back to the episode. I'm so sorry for being so dumb. Bye. <laughs> but yeah. personally, yeah, I guess what's new? There's a baby on the way in two months, so hey. so that's why. Congratulations! Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to choose that's between the Nintendo it. and the guitars. I'll, I'll choose the guitars definitely. I would choose the guitars. <laughs> I would choose the guitars, and then when the kid gets old enough, Nintendo probably will have be some fun stuff. The Switch won't exist anymore. Yeah, well. My husband took out his uh, his Game Boy uh, Advance or whatever, and it still works. He's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Melissa works? found her childhood Game Boy Colors uh, last month. I'm nice. like, wait, what? I still, All right. Yeah. I still have one. I still have a Game Boy Color. I still have one in a shoebox somewhere. It's around. I'm scared to look at what they're what they're going for on eBay right now because really, if we're not gonna if we're not gonna play them. I wonder if we uh, could. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's a game. I feel like they're not worth much. Like it's like Pokemon cards. Every like they're not worth anything because everyone collected them and everyone. Oh, kept them. Pokemon cards! I'm sorry, Pokemon cards are actually worth a lot now. Oh, really? Oh. A Game Boy Color is like um, fifty five, fifty five bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not worth going through the trouble of. That's not even worth. And there's, the time and there's a lot of um, eBay. Yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of them. Speak- Three thousand results for Game Boy Color. Speaking of listings, did you has anyone ever get way too lazy to put a description in a reverb listing or a Craigslist list listing? It's just like, yeah, I have the box. Sometimes I just <laughs> yes. Sometimes I just link to a product page or I link to my demo. I'm like See, this is me playing this pedal. I haven't sold on reverb in in quite some time, uh, but when I did, I, I in the back of my head it was always the oh, I'm a funny guy. Line number one. Line number two, if I write a funny caption, I will be able to sell it for more than the lowest price that's currently there. Mm, I don't know if that's true. And uh, Did it work? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'd like to think more. I made someone chuckle at some point somewhere, but I think uh, I realized that's when I shouldn't quit my day job for stand-up comedy. <laughs> no. Although that would be more <laughs> just kidding. and tap comedy, but... Well, you, you can't hear it, but I actually have the um, a little drum machine on my Akai MPK Mini Pro. Is that recent? Nobody can hear it. Please. Did you just get that or no? I just reset it up. Okay. I changed computers and never put the software back 
on, on this computer. So yes, 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 yes. Uh, let's just, uh, go ahead and, uh, do some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Big, big thank you to, uh, our Patreon supporters. If you want to support the podcast, we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash get Offset for as little as $5 a month, you can uh, get special access to our group Discord server, which is quite a lot of fun. Um, what else can I say about that? Uh, we have a new Patreon supporter. Let me find their name. Jason Porritt at the $5 a month. Uh, he is now in the Discord. Welcome to the Discord, Jason and Brett are the two newest uh, wow. $5 members. And then Jordan Beal at our $1 level. I might have mentioned him last week. Thank you. Thank you. That's a good deal. Thank you. And thank you. It is a good deal. It's cheaper than the pedal movie, which apparently was, was very <laughs> expensive according to the gear page. So that's oh a great deal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you and I both were, like, dicking around on that on that page. And it was uh, – I was like, I can't respond to some of these people. How, I applaud your like, willingness to even look. I, I can't bring myself to look. <laughs> if there is bait, I will take it. I'm incapable of not taking the bait sometimes. And they're just like, you got to stop. Just let it go. I can't let it go. <laughs> Some people did not like things uh, that were said. And I liked playing a game where I tried to guess, is somebody mad at me or are they mad at Fabi or are they mad at Sarah or are they mad at one of the other women? Or all of them at once. <laughs> All of them at once. All Just of them at once. Women uh, as a collective is probably the the answer there. One of uh, let me uh, the pedal movie iTunes reviews. I feel like there's like they were pretty amazing. I feel like it was one comment away from someone saying like, "Oh, there's women in this movie." Yeah, I'm not watching it. Like it was. <laughs> it felt that way. It definitely felt that way to me too. Oh, let's go to reviews. <laughs> Speaking of iTunes reviews, please rate, comment, subscribe, etc. Whatever you're supposed to do in iTunes. I don't know. We'd appreciate it. Write a review. Uh, It's Apple Podcasts. And yes, please do write a review, but only if it's a good one. But um, But also, if you want to write a bad review, leave five stars, but then eviscerate me. There we go. I'd actually read that. Yeah. I will oh, take da, da, the because I can't respond on that platform, but I would read it and I'd probably cry a little bit, then come complain about it in the podcast and then get over it. So, oh yeah, here's one. Uh, the title it's a four star review for the pedal movie. Uh, the title is uh, "White Men Are Evil," and it said, and it said, "Enjoy the doc, but why do you have to shoehorn in the woke white men are evil thing?" What well, nobody fucking says that. <laughs> All we said was that it's an industry that's primarily been dominated by white men until recently. What? There was one. Oh, it looks like one got. Um, it looks like one might have gotten removed. I think we've spoken about this. Um, like uh, on my account, like I have 146k followers, and it's 97 percent men. Like that is that um, is well, you know that. Crazy disproportionate. Is that your YouTube? That's the the Instagram, and then the YouTube is. Oh, that's pretty bad. My my Instagram's a lot better. And then the YouTube is a hundred percent, which is nuts. Oh, that's a lie. You think it's a um, lie? I've said this before. It is. Yeah. 
Uh, well, basically, uh, Google guesses your gender based on your interests. Oh. So it's pretty skewed. Um, I would, I could go into Google and, uh, you can actually see what Google thinks about you. I forget exactly. I've done it a couple times. It thinks I'm a dude. I know it thinks Megan L is a dude. Uh, we've both done it is my understanding. I think, I'm sorry if Megan, if you haven't, uh, da, 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 let me see. Here's another four star review called good time. Um, it feels like the criteria for the interview section was must have a lot of YouTube subscriptions. So I don't apply, uh, and be approved by woke folks. It was especially weird to hear the anti white male bitterness from one guest near the end, which is too bad because they just thoroughly casually throw in a resentful judgment about society without deeper investigation against the vast majority of the aficionado and customer base was a bit of an eye roll sort of leaves the viewer feeling like he is, he he put sort of S O S O R T apostrophe V E. So sort have instead of sort of, I've actually never seen that sort of leaves the viewer. I've never in my life seen that. And I am now wondering if this is the correct way to say that, but I don't <laughs> think it is. Communication skills on display here are. Yes. We've so now good. left the guitar pedal realm to discuss the political viewpoint of our customers. And the fact that near the end of the film leaves the worst part of the movie is the final taste in the viewer's mouth. Okay. Blaming what makes up to 95% of your customer base, which I think most pedal builders no, that's not quite true anymore. For what you perceive to be anti-woman minority society while living in society. Ah, but you participate in society. I'm oh. very smart. <laughs> Which em. also happens. Yes. Got him. You, know you know what this means, Emily? You're, you're ruining the pedal industry. You're just ruining it. I am. I am. The largest opportunity for both women happens to, uh, let's see, society, which happens, society, this is fucking amazing. Society as a whole, this person says, happens to provide the largest opportunity for both women and minorities on the entire planet. Society provides the most opportunities. What does that mean? What does that mean? All while living in the most luxurious and safest time in human history. All white people complaining about how unfair it is. Actually, that wasn't true. It wasn't just white people complaining about how about it. Yes. Okay. That was really weird. So much really to unpack there. Truly a lot to unpack there. Yeah. I just oh I my don't god, get, the white I just don't get the thing. jump like from like this is a two hour pedal movie talking about pedals, and there's like a five minute bit about how people feel about the industry, and then that just sets people off, and they just get so angry about you know something that's i wouldn't say it's not innocuous but like like it is innocuous in the sense that like there's just people expressing how they feel about the industry and in the way it is and it's like then it offends other people who are just like well how dare you feel that way now you're offending how i feel about the pedal industry which i don't think is the case right it's just it's just so yeah. strange and then you i also don't i don't get the whole like white men are evil thing i've never said that I'm married to a white man. <laughs> oh, wait, is that bad logic? Also, the the movie was like 90% white men. So how... It was. What kind of message is this movie sending now? Yes. Uh, That's actually something that... Uh, I watched uh, most of it with Melissa, and she's like, wow, it's a lot of white dudes. And like kind of going through yeah. the earlier years, I'm like, I'm sitting here like, okay, well, yes, 
but also some of the artists that they're they're quoting uh, or in t- speaking to are not just in the category of white men. And so I'm wondering if the engineering aspect of it that was necessary was a skill set that was only attainable under certain circumstances, such as being able to serve in a particular British military world or mm-hmm. have enough enough money to go to school, et cetera. Have all That's these definitely that- that's definitely valid. And though there have always been women in music, there's also the case of a lot of those women were more relegated to like assembly line stuff. So there, it's always involved women like uh, Joe Bragg, one of our Patreon supporters found a tone bender, um, a, a 1.5 uh, tone bender from the 60s or 70s. And uh, Josh Scott said it was probably assembled by a woman mm. in Italy. Because that's who they, there was also always this idea that because women had naturally, generally smaller hands than men, um, we are often more talented at things that are tactical, uh, that involve like fine motor skills. So that's things like assembling pedal boards, things like winding pickups. That's why some of the most sought after guitar pickups in the world are wound by women, Mm -hmm. um, including uh, Fender, very famously, um, and um, MJ at Seymour Duncan are just two ex- are just two examples of that. But uh, there have always been women in music. It's just we haven't always been the people who were like the figureheads of the company. And that's that's I think that's an important distinction to make. And that's why I think it was so important that they would were able to talk to like Fran. So. So basically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a ton of hateful messages after this podcast, right? Like, oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, we don't get too many. I haven't even looked at our iTunes reviews in a while. Have you, Andrew? I haven't. No. Um, which I don't I think probably we've shouldn't say out loud after I just told people that I would read their hateful license <laughs> reviews. But I'm the one who reads them, and like, should I protect Andrew from from seeing what somebody said about him? Uh, <laughs> no. So I think because I'm thinking through, like, we get. I, I don't think we get a lot of hateful messages. I think we get the occasional like. It's usually someone who's like, oh, like, you're pretty good for a girl. Do you want lessons? Wow. Or here's something that you could have done better. Oh, uh, yeah. I've, actually, I've gotten that one uh, a couple times. There's been a couple that have gone to, like, the, the are you sure you want to read this message bin in Instagram? That I've, <sighs> I usually don't spend a lot of time reading messages on the Instagram since that's mostly Emily's domain. But I do cruise through sometimes. And if I notice that there's been a message that hasn't touched in like three or four days, I'm like, oh, this, I know this is going to be good because Emily's just ignored it. It's that bad. <laughs> it's all good. I'll go and read it. I'll get a kick out of it and then I'll delete it. Um, if I've noticed like the same name in that bin for like three or four days. Um, yeah. You're like, oh man, Emily did not want to deal with this. I, I just know. And the funny, what's, what's funny is I just delete the porn ones right away and then I just leave the ones that I find like annoying. <laughs> Like the Instagram butt models and stuff. Like I, I just delete those. Uh, <laughs> but the other ones, so uh, there, I, there. I'm gonna be honest, Andrew. I think that you and I both get equal number of like negative comments on the podcast element. Obviously, you yeah. don't. You're not in the demos, but every once in a while, someone will, will say like, uh, "Gosh, someone." Oh, Old man said who I really, I really enjoy. And he meant this like as constructively as possible. He said that, uh, 
watch like when we were really tired because we've been doing like four we did like four episodes in two weeks which was just kind of a lot yeah uh he's like i feel like i'm watching like one of the shows on the last tour a band has before they quit <laughs> or something like that and i was like i was pretty grumpy that day he's like it wasn't you <laughs> yeah no i we, Did you see tweet- that one? He's like, you were you were kinder than I would have been. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I was pretty fucking grumpy that day. No, yeah, I, I think no. We I needed that break really bad, especially trying to cram all those episode recordings in a short period of time, and then also what I had going on personally. I, I yeah. was getting like five six hours of sleep at night, going 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 yeah. for weeks on end. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, doing a lot awesome. better now. So, like, when I say like what's new with me, and I say like sleep, and I like kind of joke, but I'm also you kind of it? serious. Like, I'm in a much better place right now than I was even three, four weeks ago. Yeah, same. I had I thought break was great. Um, can we talk about our sponsor though? Yeah. And sorry, I, our- I don't mean to be rude. Well, that was a really great segue because our sponsor this week is Rude Tech. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, their newest pedal is the Three Muff 14. It is three Russian big muffs in the same box, the Black, Green, and Civil War, with the traditional sustain, tone, and volume controls with some extra fun things. What I especially love is this tone bypass toggle. Gives it a much more open SoCal sound. And you also have the uh, mid-drive, which will be placed after... The fuzz circuit. It's optional. And, uh, I think it really mellows things out a lot. And I think it's just really, truly a stellar pedal. Like I'm so impressed, um, by this, this fuzz. This is definitely like, if you think you don't like big muffs, like give this guy a try. Cause if you don't like this, then you probably just don't like fuzz at all. <laughs> I definitely, the first thing I would do plugging in that pedal is turning that red knob all the way up. That's definitely what I would do. <laughs> That's what good. does the red knob do? I don't know. Let's turn it all the way up. Let's <laughs> To infinity okay. and beyond. Honestly, any drive pedal then, or with pedal with a tone knob, I turn the tone knob at 100%. That's the first thing I do when I turn it ah! <laughs> Oh, my God. I think I watched a demo, and I'm not going to name names, but I think somebody did that on a demo of a pedal that otherwise I think sounds really good, and then their demo was like... I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. Um, another thing from Jesse from Rude Tech does is... Um, it's this confusing because this is uh, a pedal called the Ain't Afraid. It's a one knob fuzz. I actually bought this one um, as a kit. They sell, he uh, Jesse sells it as a kit. Um, Ain't Afraid was uh, Jesse Zazu from uh, the band Those Darlings. She had she had cancer and it was she had a very public battle with it. And uh, she she had famously made in some shirts that said Ain't Afraid on them uh, as in not Ain't Afraid of Cancer, Ain't Afraid of Dying. And, uh, so he made this in honor of her, uh, goes to a great cause. So I, over the course of a couple live soldering sessions, and if you think that you don't like soldering, wait until you do it in front of internet strangers. Uh, and then you go to plug it in at the end of the video and you realize you fucked up the input jack and, uh, it didn't work. Uh, so, but I got it working. I fixed that one thing. Easy peasy. And, uh, it's really nice sounding little fuzz box. So I think they're like $80. Uh, so if, if, uh, if you can't quite make the investment on the three muff 14, this is really good. Jesse did put together a great video, uh, showing a, the assembly, which I thought was very helpful and yeah, really, really neat. Really recommend it. 
check out Rutech. Uh, let me get the actual URL. I'm so prepared. Rudetech.com. I agree That's with I everything that was just said. Good. Oh, they're $75. They get $75. That's really good. That's pretty good. Yeah. And it was the first time I put together a uh, pedal from a kit where the PCB board it had like a little foot, uh, the uh, stomp switch uh, board. So I didn't have to like take all the little like ends and do that because they already had a little circuit board just for the, the switch. And I uh, really appreciate yeah, I really That's appreciated that. So clean. Very, very much easier than uh, what I've ever had to do before. <laughs> like, you know, all the, the parts, the resistors that you uh you, you snipped, you got to keep them because you're going to have to solder. I'm like, ah, fart. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Actually, when the Ugh. pandemic started, I got way more people asking me like, hey, have you ever done any kit stuff with kit pedals? I think a lot of people didn't have much to do in it. Wanted a hobby. Wanted a hobby. <laughs> oh, Yes. People love their hobbies. God bless. Um, cool. So I think that's uh, good for the sponsor spot. <laughs> All right. I hope Jesse agrees. So yeah, now let's 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 talk to Andy because Andy, you're usually anonymous. I don't think a lot of people have seen your face. No, this is I think it's the- a great face. Why are you hide this face? <laughs> I'm a very shy person. Very, very shy. Actually, no, that's not true. I'm very like online shy. In person, I'm not shy. Mm. I don't know what it is. As soon as the camera goes up and I get to hear my own voice, I'm just like, oh God. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I I had to get past that when I started putting myself in demos. I'll never get past it. Like I get so stiff, even the way I speak, like I'm very animated in person. And then as soon as I, like, even if mm-hmm. I don't, if you don't, like if I do a live stream on Instagram, I'll still sound like I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. It's, it's definitely something that you have to get used to. And I think a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to talk into a camera. Also the, it's, oh, it, yeah. I was just going to say it's difficult and it's not the sort of thing that you can like just take like a checklist or like, okay, do these things and you're all good to go. It's like, no, it's, this is a, it, it takes practice. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I still don't like listening to myself either. And we've been doing the show for two and a half, almost three years now. Yeah. I think that since I'm the one that edits and I do the watch parties and I did the listening threads, I just got past it a lot faster. I also, you know, I, I did like an EP in college. I had to kind of like, you have to, you, it's hard and it sucks, but you really have to listen to your voice and know how it works. Um, and what its strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, otherwise you're just never like, you're never going to advance. No. Uh, but then again, reach- there are some very famous actors who don't like watching their own performances. Like Adam driver, yeah. just, he will leave the room. Really? Which uh, I'm he, like, how do you get good? M- he, he left an NPR interview when they tried to play back one of his scenes for him so they could talk about it. Well, and he because he had told them, to be fair to him. Yeah, he, he said the He told them it's, 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 it's a phobia, yeah. basically, is what he says. So I thought it was pretty shitty. So I have, I have but the, yes, get back to Andy. I have the driver phobia then. Right? Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I just can't. Uh that's definitely, but I'll, I did it for you. I mean, it's not so bad to be honest. Uh, I was say you're doing it right now, and I think you're doing you did, a really great job. I did. Uh, I'm not going to plug. I did a different podcast last year. I won't plug another competitor, but no. you can plug I it. Know, I did the Guitar Knobs podcast, so that, I think that was like an easy like icebreaker. Aww. So this is that was just voice. Now this is voice and video. Maybe yeah. maybe next it'll. But to be honest, it's also like 
it's just so much work. I don't know how you do it. Like, I feel like it's just an extra layer of work to start showing yourself and then filming yourself and editing. So I try to keep it small because yeah. maybe you share it. I feel like musicians are also semi lazy sometimes. Uh, Dude, like <laughs> one of the reasons I started like with the podcast, I didn't have myself in the demos at all. I'm like, cause I can just do it in pajamas without makeup, without like making sure I look good. And uh, I, you know, Honestly, I had to start putting myself in the demos because I'm not doing like the amazing like compositional stuff like that Megan Ellen and Slikowski are doing. Yeah. And like yeah, they they can get away with it. I'd love to see their beautiful faces more though. But also like I think like my art like my photography or like cinematography skills are so much so limited, so I just kind of try to keep it as simple as possible um because I just yeah, don't know too. what the hell I'm doing to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, yeah, you have to learn so much to start doing this, to just start doing demos. Like you have to be not only a musician, you have to be technical enough to understand the pedal, which is its own thing. Then you have to be technical enough to understand how to work cameras. And then you have to learn like a, an editing software and they're all a little bit different. And then you have to like watch other demos, notice what they're doing and be like, oh, yeah, there's string noise in my demos. How do I get rid of that? No, but I think we've that had this conversation a few times and it's just kind of like, um, you know, I get a lot of people asking me like, how do I start? How do I start? I'm like, it's it's a lot of time and it's a lot of learning. And, you know, like it's little stuff. I remember I used to, when I started, I would put text, but I would leave the text up for like a second and a half. And it's like, you know, it's like all these like weird mistakes and then finding like how long, sh- how many seconds should a text block stay up? And it's like all these depends little, on the text box. Yeah, yeah. So it's all these little things, but it is a lot of work. Like you said, I mean, I don't even do anything intricate and it takes me a, f- a few dozen hours yeah. to get something in between learning the pedal, writing for the pedal, making mistakes, refilming, because I, I think like it often happens where I don't read the manual sometimes. And then I realize <laughs> that the, I have to refilm the, demo. the knob does nothing, but I've been turning it all video uh, because I don't have this mm-hmm. switch on. So yeah. Demi- to be fair, we were talking about three before we started recording. Andy and I were talking about like a three knob, like a overdrives. And I was talking about how like the litigator, I had not realized that I'm like, it's a three knob Marshall blues breaker type of like, it's a, it's a blues breaker. Like I, I got this, I got this. And then I go to turn one of the knobs and I'm just kind of like, Hmm, this makes a noise when you turn it. I just really power through the demo. And then at the end, I just like ruined my whole fucking take. I was like, uh, yeah, I can't release this. And then I just like stopped filming. <laughs> and then I reached out to Dan and he's like from spun loud. He's like, it's supposed to do that. I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe I, maybe it. And then I find the manual cause it was in the box. It was just like a card. I, I guess I probably wasn't even sure what it, if it was a manual. Cause sometimes I don't even get one. And I was like, ow, it does say so right there. But a lot of the other stuff that happens that you don't realize, and it's sometimes it's a pain. It's a pain in the ass. Is like in the room because I'll play with my amp, and let's say I'll have like a reverb, and I have the mix fairly high because in the room you don't hear the kind of effect as much. But then when you listen to the recording after, it's like, whoa, this is like overwhelming. I got to re-record to make sure I don't like keep the mix knob too high in the demo. It's like it's little stuff like that, but it takes time. It's not just a matter of like I'm just going to pull up my camera and start filming type of thing another thing i do is i i'll sometimes plug my in-ears directly into the iridium uh because i can get a louder signal to my ears than i can from my focus right and uh, the iridium headphone out jack also has a lot like a high uh ground noise uh it has that loud noise andrew do you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah 
And then I'm like, is this in the video? I think there was, I think it was a Squire Strat one I did. And I was like, oh, you can really hear like how much noisier it is in these, in these positions because it's not traditional like one through five uh, switch. It's, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Like the one position is like a humbucker and then the three positions a humbucker and then the two is the middle. It's like, it doesn't make a lot of, it's not normal. And I could hear it really well in my ears. And I go back to edit the video. I'm like, it's not that noisy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you're like, oh, well, okay. Well, I was complaining about the noise and you can barely hear it. So normally it's the other way around. <laughs> Someone else is complaining about the noise. And I'm like, I think it's fine. So. Yeah. It's, it's just a, but it's, it's a lot of work. I get a lot of those, like how long does it take and stuff like that. It's even like the startup. I think we've said like we used to, everyone starts like with their own pedals type of thing. And it, it takes a while to build. Yeah, everybody wants to know how to get like, how do you get the free pedals? I'm like, but they're, they're not you free. Spend a lot of money. But they're not free. They're not it's, free. I mean, it, it's a lot of work that goes into it, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. I, it's free if, like, I don't know, I get a pedal. I don't know. It's not free. I mean, it's, there's 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 labor it's involved on the other side. I mean, between editing and I think like sixty cycle, hum was talking about it, like how many hours he puts into like a single video edit, and it's it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. It is. It is because you have to, like you said, learn the pedal. Right. You write for the pedal. A lot of people do. Um, I tend to just pick things that are more consistent. Uh, and, uh, filming and editing, it's like 10 hours. Yeah. It's- and then when you're doing it for like, uh, if you're just doing it for a straight trade for a $230 pedal, you can, you can do the math of like what the minimum wage of your labor is there pretty easily. And then you add a fee on top of that. It makes it a little bit better, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, definitely. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's a business. And I, I, I think some of the inclination when people are like, oh, I want, I want to get free pedals. So what they're seeing is just the content that's been posted. Right. What they're seeing is this person spends their whole week dicking around with pedals and just having a great time. What they don't see is the, that's 10% of their week. Exactly. The other 90% of the week is in front of a Mac, sipping on coffee, clicking and going, uh, does this thumbnail look good? No, for, for sure. Yeah, like, let me find my thumbnail. Let me make sure the ducking levels are correct. Let me manually adjust it so that, like, I'm not cutting off my own sentence. I'm like, oh, I started talking while before, like, before the, the, the ratio for the gate kicked in for the, um, for the ducking. I'm like, oh, I gotta go back and fix that now. No, for sure. And a lot of, like, yeah. a, I'm not sure if it's, well, for a lot, for a lot of people, it's like we're doing this on top of maybe like day jobs as well. So it's kind of like, you know, you work all day. Most of us. You do. get home. You have only so many hours of free time and you're like, you know, filling it up with this type of stuff. Like, I, I know it's become such a case. Like, I don't even play through my pedal board anymore. I'm not sure if you've experienced the same thing. It's like, I'm only just like writing. Yeah, my pedal board's picked up, yeah. Yeah. I only like r- essentially play music for demos recently, which. Yeah. And that's a bummer. I'm like trying to record something <laughs> like just for me, uh, for the first time in a long time. And, um, maybe I might film that whole process, but it's, it's just not what I've been able to, to do. I was talking and and we have this big group chat with a bunch of other demo artists. I'm like, I can't tell you the last time I read a book. It was obviously Kathy Valentine's book. Now that I think about it. Cause I read it for the podcast. Uh, it was a great book. Everyone should read Kathy Valentine's book. Also, congratulations, Kathy, for the Go-Go's finally getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Despite one former Rolling Stone editor's best best efforts to keep him out. <laughs> no, yeah. but, but definitely. And I find like, uh, I'm not sure if you've experienced this also, but I feel like 
for the longest time now, I'm like writing very short pieces just for, you know, the setup of my demos. And then I try to go yeah. back and like, okay, I'm going to write for me. And it's like, I've also, I've forgotten how to write like lengthier pieces, yeah. how to, you know, make a song structure. Cause like your brain is not, I, I, it's not in that mindset. It's just like into like yeah. five to 10 second loops or 20 second loops. And that's like, and writing regularly is a struggle after, you know? And yeah, I've had some success pulling those snippets, like things I would write for uh, when I, I, she shows one riff a day before I started doing demos was a huge boon and like making me play and write more. Yeah. Um, so I pulled, I was able to pull a lot from that into actual songs I was working on. Um, but like even my, my EP that I have, um, um, self objectification with no remorse, which you can get on, uh, iTunes and streaming. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of short songs. It's, but I, you know, at the same time, I think that's fine. I also grew up listening to Guided by Voices, so uh, I don't really give a shit about long songs. <laughs> I was playing guitar with one woman, and I don't think this woman had a single song that was under five minutes long. And I was like, these are long. These are really long songs, girl. Like, I don't think they need to be this long. I, I don't think – and they were all, like, ballads. I'm like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of the same thing. Well, like you, I grew up listening to metal. It's weird because I listened to a lot of metal younger. And it's like, for me, yeah. it's like a song is like six to seven minutes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like if I can't, like, <laughs> sounds about right. You know, so if I can't make, yeah. if I can't make a song that's three minutes long, I, I feel like I'm failing deeply, you know, but <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I used to think, I used to think that a song had to be four minutes long. And now I'm like, no, a song can be uh, 75 seconds long. <laughs> Actually, you know, though some of the songs are really like uh, there's like a Tycho song that's like I think it's like a minute and thirty five seconds or maybe just under two. I'm like, can this be a longer song? I, and I just like loop it, but there's something like that leaves you wanting. But that's like yeah. what's great about the song. Also, that's that's yeah. That but you want people to want more, yeah, right? Yeah, like if I opened the title and went to B thousand by uh, Guided by Voices, it would be like a bunch of short songs that are just bangers. Like uh, Game of Pricks. <laughs> oh, that's a great song. Kicker of Elves is a great song. These are real song titles. Andrew's like, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have one song that I uh, is over three minutes long on this record and the rest. One's only 32 seconds. One's f- Demons Are Real is 48 seconds. Eat Demons cold. Are Real. <laughs> yes. The younger me would have loved it. you all not listen to Guy <laughs> of My Voices? Y'all. No, I don't know. It's, it, I don't know if anyone's experienced this, but like, I feel like the, for whatever reason, the easier access to music, like streaming the services has made it harder for me to find something new. Uh, you know, the idea, like it's so accessible, but I just lean on everything I already know. Like, yeah, no, that is a thing. It's, it's just really, um, I don't know if you feel this way too, Andrew, like how do you find new stuff to listen to? Um, I mean the the answer that I probably don't want to share is Spotify, but uh, that's fine. The, the, I mean that algorithm is important. Uh, usually, what I do is I, I'll go through and listen to stuff from my childhood. It's like categories of music that I've, I've always found inspiring and nostalgic. Um, it would be like a little bit of country, uh, but that's that's always a really hard sell for anything contemporary for me. So when I, I think like Garth Brooks, Clint Black, it, like that, 
that's all kind of what I grew up on. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get into something else there, but uh, pop punk, metal, uh, alternative rock, kind of those three categories are where I tend to lean into. And so what I'll do is I'll go look for a playlist and start looking for, if I'm trying to seek out something new, I'll look for a band um, that I don't recognize in those playlists, go hit the rabbit hole and decide if I like them or not. Yeah, the tit- title app has a really good algorithmic playlist and it will it'll call them separate mixes. So it's like, it's taking what I already listened to instead of giving me one big playlist that has a little bit of country, a little bit of rock and roll, a little bit of pop, pop punk and stuff. It'll make like different ones. So it's like, Oh, you listen to a lot of like Marin Morris last week. Here's some other, and Casey Musgraves, you listen to a bunch of country. So here's a country playlist. You listen to always. So here's like a bunch of like camera obscura and similar, similar bands to, to always. And I really like, I really like that, but I still like seek out a lot of stuff based on what my friends are talking about. Even on Twitter, there's this great record that came out by a woman named Katie Kirby and I'm just obsessed with that record now. And I think I just saw her tweet, like someone retweeted her tweeting about how, uh, she worked so hard on the record and it finally came out. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm going to listen to that because she seems really proud of it. And it's great. I love that record. I'm a little bit embarrassed to say how I find new music. I don't know if it's embarrassing, but you know that guy, Anthony Fantano? Do you ever watch his YouTube stuff that the bald dude, he's like so, in, he's always reviewing. He's a bit too intense. Sometimes I find him kind of, <laughs> I won't say more than that, but yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, I forget what it's even called. I just know it's like, it just like, it's on my subscription. So it comes up. I don't even know what his YouTube account is called, but it's just Anthony Fantano and he reviews everything and anything. And uh, I just check out. Essentially, I just check out anything that like has an 8.0 and above because I feel like if he's not liking it, then it's like, why am I gonna like it? The needle drop is his channel. The needle drop, yeah, that's yeah. He, ooh, I can already tell he's intense. Like I got uh, (laughs) like five seconds of that trailer, and he's like, "Ah!" (laughs) "Da!" Wow, that's a lot of review my band. (laughs) (laughs) Review. How's my Sunday crush? So they're crushed. Oh yeah. So um, I know we want to talk a little bit about uh, the Instagram account. I would call it a curated, a curated uh, collection of pedal boards. How did that start? I I don't know. To be honest, I don't remember quite. I just remember just be like, I like pedal boards. I was like looking a lot of like in the hashtags. I'm like, oh cool. You know, be cool if I would just thought if I would share people's board, we could just start having a conversation about boards in general. And then it yeah. kind of. I didn't expect it to be anything more than like just a few people. And then it just exploded very quickly. Uh, yeah. And I'm not even sure why, like, it's just, I don't know, from my perspective, it's like, everyone's like asking me stuff. And from my perspective, it's just like, I'm just reposting pictures. Right. And, yeah. Uh, but people love it. It makes people stay to like have their pedal board feature. It's so nice. I know. And I kind of feel bad because it's, it's way bigger than I can manage myself. So I get like a mm. hundred messages a day and I, I just can't go through all of them. And it's, there's only 365 days in a year. Right. So yeah, only I, I can only pick so many and answer so many. I just feel bad because I know it makes people's days. And I just, I, I just, some people just will never hear from me and I just feel, I feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. But you gotta, you gotta like, uh, um, take the reins on your own time because that's our most valuable asset. 
as, as humans is, uh, is, is our time that we have. Cause it's, it's, it's one of the few like completely limited resources. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you can't, if you spent your whole day responding to people, which I'm sure that you could, it'd be too much. And like, you can't just like, and then you can't just feature everybody because then people will unfollow because it'll be too much spam. It's a also, very it fine line. It defeats the purpose like of the day. It's one a day. Yeah. Of <laughs> occasionally. Day. Just one. Occasionally two. By the way, I loved uh, Andrew's like hair, hair thing before. His hair is flipping. Like, <laughs> while he's uh, having trouble with his... IEMs. Yeah, so after we came back, it uh, it was like way quiet. The output from Zencaster is way quieter. And yeah. so there was a couple points where like, I think I understood what was just said, but it was like just quiet enough for me not to get it. And so yeah. I um, adjust a couple of settings. And now I literally have the output volume from my PC maxed out to 100% everywhere I can find it. And you guys still sound a little quiet, so I don't... Yeah, I, 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 I can see my waves and know that I came back quieter also. It's pretty frustrating, but yeah, I don't know if it's like the input or the overall output volume, but here, let me back off yeah. the microphone here. Yeah. So I'll just, it was like, is it my extent? Like, did my IEM extension cable decide it was going to disconnect Stop. slightly yeah. or yeah. yeah. Apologies for that. <laughs> <laughs> all good. All good. We were just talking about, just talking about. Uh, no, but uh, aggregators other- and that and that Instagram refuses to verify you. Yeah, that's they they actually say request a verification, which I don't. I don't know. I'm not like super concerned about my privacy generally, but like they ask you to like send a picture of your like driver's license and and like mm-hmm. some kind of you know passport, and I'm like okay. For me, it's kind of worth it to give this information, like a photo, if I can get that blue check mark. And then I didn't get it. And the message is like, Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't verify aggregator accounts. I was like, but damn it. I had to give you my freaking driver's license to get refused. I hate this. You <laughs> have you can't, all like... my information. What the hell? And my photo, <laughs> you know, I don't like to show my face. No, my face. <laughs> all no, I but... have. It's private. As long it, you're probably fine. As long as you don't also answer like those questions on Facebook, but the like, Oh, like your mother's maiden name. Plus like your childhood pet in the street you grew up on is your stripper name. And your first car, the make and model of your first car. Where did your parents meet? <laughs> like, stop, the, stop giving your personal information. But they just like wrap it up in a package of like, oh, like this is like a fun game. Like, let's find out what your stepper name is, or let's find out like, would you survive the zombie apocalypse? And, your okay. blood type plus your your color of your eyes will tell you what superhero you are. Uh-huh. Right? What's your suit? <laughs> blood no, but type. Definitely, like you know what I find. It's like such a stupid problem to have, but I find like with this, it's like people want me to be an expert on everything. Like they'll ask me like very technical and I just don't know. And then it's like, mm-hmm. if I tell them I don't know, like, am I ruining the whole like theater this of like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't people know. People talk like, to me and they'll be like, how does this compare to this other specific guitar? I'm like, I have never played that guitar. How does this compare to like EMG act of pickups? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, less <laughs> compressed. Is the answer always <laughs> not as hot? Well, people ask me like, uh, "What about like this specific German?" I heard this pedal has this specific Germanium transistor. Can you tell me if other makes it? It's like I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, there's no way to know. 
You know, yeah, I can't know everything about everything that comes in, and I very much appreciate that people think I'm an expert. But sometimes people will be like, "How do how do I get this very specific sound from this band?" Like, I get people ask me like, "How do you how do, can I sound like Steve or Tad from the Hold Steady?" I'm like, "You know, they're pretty accessible." Just ask them. <laughs> pretty accessible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I mean, I, I like Tad posted the picture. It looks like he just has like three boosts on his board and a bunch of delays. Like, there are pictures of their boards. No, maybe start with some box amps. <laughs> I don't know. I don't try to sound like Steve and Tad. I love what they do, but they sound like them. That's really good. I don't know. People start asking me that, but like, yo, just just ask them. Ask them. Yeah. Like the guitarist of that band has like a thousand followers. He'll he'll see your message. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's like if you're asking me about like Dave, how to sound like Dave Grohl. I'm like, well, you cannot ask Dave Grohl, but also there are resources like Equipboard where you can see what Dave Grohl is playing through. Like, I feel like the window, like between like the amount of followers a musician has like to indicate whether or not they would actually respond to you. And then the window into like, or the window between that and the, if your board and equipment is on a quit board is like really small. (laughs) If you're asking about someone who's like that really awkward little in between space. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. Sorry. 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 Give it a year. They'll be in the, they'll, they'll, they'll either have made it or they will have fallen off and you'll have an answer then. Yeah, sometimes people will be like, how can I sound like Prince? I'm like, it can't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Boss pedals and lots of practice and also maybe be a genius. That's how you sound like Prince. And oodles of raw sexual energy. Yeah, just yeah, so yeah. much. Just so and, much. And I just, power. I can't offer that. So I will never sound like Prince. No. <laughs> that no. last part, that last part's a deal breaker, right? You can get the, yeah. all- the rest of it. <laughs> I already have it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got the I got the boss pedals, you know, but I don't have that je ne sais quoi. Yeah, it's like the the the, the carpet on the chest and the abs, and yeah, I just sorry the hair the carpet. Uh, he, yeah, he had some chest hair, but I wouldn't call it a carpet. <laughs> what I find wow. the most interesting about the page is like I think the most stuff I get is people asking me to justify why they made they bought a cheap pedal, and it's like, hey, if, if you like that, pe- like. It's fine. Like everyone's like has this deep shame. Like, hey, I bought this like joy. Is, is that a good like? Would you recommend that? And it's always like, do you like it? I love it. It's like, well, that's okay. really what matters. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I mean, we've all contributed to child labor at some point in our consumer <laughs> careers, right. anyway. So it's true. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Andrew, to to the lawyers <laughs> at Joyo, Andrew said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry. Did you say Joyo? I, I thought you said something else that I'm not going to name. No, we're not going to name that. We know. We know. We've talked no, about it before. But I know I said I did it, not an expert, but I kind of used the page to like downplay some myths. And I think I spoke about it a little bit like analog drive through. Like, like someone asked me like just recently, like today, and they're like, oh, the, the R1, how's the analog? Like they don't have analog drive through on that. Like, how do you feel about that? It's like, I didn't even know the pedal didn't have, didn't have like analog drive through. And I, yeah, at a certain point, like, can you really tell? No, you can't. Yeah. And, and if I have people, to, like, sit, people, that, you know. that pedal in particular, people have, people said that to me also about not having analog drive through. I'm like, is that, that's the deal breaker? Doesn't no, the D1 like, have analog drive through as an option though? 
to be I, I don't like that's like one of those features of pedals like I'll, I'll i'll like my mind will see it but like my my caring mind like my give a shit mind will just be like yeah i i don't i don't give a fuck like does it sound good yeah. it sounds if it sounds good it sounds good yeah right and then like there's even like the whole tone suck is like every time like on the gear page it's always like every week there's always like this pedal does it tone suck and it's like if you have a pedal board with a drive just like up the tone on the drive like like I don't know this whole just like comp- obsession. It's compensated. That's why it has a volume knob. Well, I mean, there's that. I mean, some pedals legitimately do have a little bit of a tone sex. Like I've got a DoD yeah. FX65 that I love the sound of, but if it's in the chain of anything, it definitely like I yeah. can tell. But what I what I've done previously to work around that is uh, at one point I just had like a a single channel looper pedal. I just stuck it in that, and that way when it was on, it made a great sound, and when it was off, it wasn't sucking anything, and it's not an issue. No, for sure. There are ways yeah. around it. Like even like with volume pedals, like I remember people were like, oh, like the VP juniors, like there's like massive like tone suck. And it's just, it's just like, well, put a drive. Because you're I, one, you're using your tuner out. <laughs> well, it's also like you can compensate. Like I just put a drive, I put like one drive pedal before one drive pedal. Out, and then I just like pump the tone. And it's like, that. I really like, to be honest, like I think people don't realize they can use other pedals to build their sound. So like, it's like, yeah, there was a bit of a tone suck with the volume pedal, but then like the drive pedal I put after to compensate, like it was such a better sound than just without the volume pedal in the, in the, uh, in the whole, like, I guess effect chain, you know? So yeah. Looking at it as like a whole picture instead of the sum of its parts, like it's the sum of its parts. It's not, it's not the individual things like, it's fine to have something like a dark pedal, even if you don't like dark sounds, if you have something else like compensate for that. Yeah. 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 People not really thinking in terms of like uh, layering textures. That's why I like, yeah. that's why I like pedal boards. It's like, it's really just a combo. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm not sure if, I mean, I have a lot of pedals, but like sometimes if I take out one pedal and I replace another and it's like that pedal changes the context, of everything around. So it's like, you just start yeah. moving all the other things around and it's like, it's just something new. It's like, it really is a system. Right. Oh, I that's think that's why, the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah that's the, that's the fun. That's why, like, every time you change one pedal, like, it's so hard to change one pedal on your board because <laughs> then you're like, oh, well, you know, this would sound really good now if I put this on. Oh. Four <laughs> reverbs. Like, uh. re- <laughs> need more <laughs> reverbs. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, the D1 did not have dry uh, analog dry. Hasn't bothered me. Didn't even know. Yeah, you like that one, don't you? I do. Yeah, I finally, uh, since all the moving stuff happened, I finally plugged into an amp this week. And yeah, I had a lot of fun. But it was also a great slice of humble pie of like, oh, if I don't touch a guitar for six weeks, I forget things. Yes. And I make mistakes. This pedal doesn't have analog drive through and no one complains about it. And it's amazing. So I can't see because of the resolution. Nemesis? Nemesis, Nemesis. okay. Source audio. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't actually played one of those yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. I played yeah. one at the guitar store when they were on Aurora. They're really good. Uh, Source Audio is like, I feel like they're one, I don't know. They make really high quality effects. I feel like if you're like really like, uh, you care about like studio grade, like high quality, I'm surprised they don't talk about Source Audio more often. And it's not a plug. I mean, I just feel like people should talk about <laughs> it. No one, no one mentions them, to be honest, because like so much shit comes my way on the account. And it's just like, I'm always surprised that they don't get spoken about more, right? There, yeah, there are always brands that surprise me. I'm. So, I, I wonder <laughs> if Source Audio's problem isn't that they uh, they underprice things, because 
so okay, I'm going to go on a limb here. If if you humor me for a moment, so source audio stuff clocks in like underneath where Strymon or Maris or even I think they're I think they fall under even GFI these days for yeah, some the of their higher end stuff. The delay is three hundred dollars, and the D one was isn't that four hundred the D one? Honestly, don't know off the top of my head, but. It, the impression I get um, from moderating the the worship group that I moderate is a lot of folks will post like a hey which delay reverb combo is going to be best for worship which I, we can argue about why that's a terrible question anyway another day <laughs> uh, it, and they'll just post a bunch of stuff so like it's uh, so like a night sky and a volante and then a big sky and a timeline and just kind of going down the, the line of like all of the heavy hitter like classic combos and then there's the source audio nemesis i'm looking at this going dude you're playing three songs a week that's going to that's way more than what you'll ever need and it's going to sound just as good as everything else if we're being really honest it's just gonna be it's what algorithms do you want is what it's really going to come down to but the sense i get is like oh these other brands are king for x y and z and i i can't help but find myself wondering is there a sense of like oh i didn't spend enough money and there's the whole like to an extent, for some people, pedal boards is like a look at how cool I am. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That That's my board. You jealous? I think there's kind of that dynamic going on in the source audio stuff uh, with a price tag alone doesn't quite have that sexy factor for people's – to stroke people's egos, which yeah, I'm totally okay with. <laughs> it looks to me a little – I mean, it doesn't look – it doesn't have the same aesthetic personality that I think a lot of people also want. Um I don't want to say it looks like a boss pedal, but, and I think this is probably bad. It's bad for them that there are brands like Joyo that put out stuff that looks not dissimilar. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the Nemesis delay is 300. That's the same price as the D one. Um, a lot more algorithms, but you know, uh, I look at it and I think, uh, like I have the, the DD 200 and I bet it can do a lot of this. if not all yeah. of it. The cool thing about this is this is the app that they have. So they have like a user app on your phone. And sorry, I yep. have cat. Ha- I have cat hair behind this. I'm just gonna throw it out right now because it was. A I've got hair. cat hair all over my jacket. You're fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, the algorithm, the algorithm. They have like an app, and you can like uh, be well. It's like live. Like you edit on the app, and it edits on this. And then they have like the community of stuff. So that's the only thing that the DD200 would be lacking. But like, I yeah. Really... But the DD200 is also fifty bucks less expensive. Yeah. And that, so the, the, okay. the the impression I get from the source audio, like the app ecosystem, is it's what TC Electronic wanted Tone Print to turn into, mm-hmm. and just can yeah. never really actualize thanks to yeah. its acquisition to another yeah. larger company that didn't lean into that as much. I will say I need to reread the manual on the DD two hundred because I'm doing something wrong well, <laughs> with that pedal lately. <laughs> I'm glad you spoke about like the, the $50 less expensive. I'm not sure if you've seen this like phenomenon on the gear page where people are complaining about pedal prices as though like the only thing that costs money in a pedal is like the parts that go in it. Like as though people don't have like 50, overhead and salaries. Like $20 <laughs> worth of parts. And then like a uh, big ear sold $20 worth of parts. And it was like, you'll be like, what does it build? What does it build? And Grant would be like, you didn't pay me to take the time to develop something. You didn't pay me to take the time to do marketing and brand development to get it into your hands and distribution and all the other things that go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you didn't well, pay me for – you paid me for $20 worth of parts. 
Yep. And you can do the rest yourself. I'm, I think, I think a couple people did think something or they said they were going to, I'm not sure if anybody ever actually did. There's yeah, no, there's no the, PCB. It's just parts. Yeah. But you know, what's nice. It's like, it's nice that you can make it, but like, you know, it's not that nobody can make it, but it's like, it's also you're paying for someone else making it. Right. Like, I don't know. It's just like yeah. this weird concept of like, if I can make it for $20, that's what it should count. It's like, that's great for you. But like, this person needs yeah. to eat. Their employees need to eat. They need some benefits. Yeah. Like, and people treat content this, creation the same exact way as well. Yeah, that's true. And we were talking about that earlier, but like this, this took me two hours to build. I'm sure I could get it in less than an hour after I make a bunch, but like at Seattle's minimum wage, that's at least $30 worth of labor plus and like, minimum wage really should be for unskilled labor. Yeah. And this is like soldering is skilled labor. I'll, I'll be at people who can solder. And for that matter, people who can weld welding is one of the least lucrative uh, trades. I learned lately. Also, like, you know, DSP, like, coders are premium. Like, it's a lot of money to hire a coder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they want to make a profit. not cheap. Yeah, but it is, it is interesting when people are like, oh, it's just $20 worth of parts, as if the the point of a business isn't to turn a profit. (laughs) Well, it's okay. So if it's $20 worth of parts, uh, I'll sell it to you for $50. Or at least forty dollars to make my to make my margins, you know, <laughs> reasonable. Um, and like Andrew was saying, people do treat content creation the same way. Like yeah. I'm a writer, and uh, some people I've pitched articles to value that, and some people um, just want free content, and they will publish it on their website. And uh, before you ever talk money or edits or anything like that and then you send them an email that says what the fuck why did you publish this what did you think you were getting this for free i guess and i learned a valuable lesson to not send a draft without uh also sending an invoice <laughs> i i think it's like art in general right like i just feel like the concept like even like pedals like it's it's kind of a, it's like it's a build but it's like an art like it's a design from someone's mind and it's I feel like art whether it's like painting you know drawing yeah. craft like writing it's like music people think like it's like it doesn't like there's no investment in there so it should be free type of thing but it's and like, also that you love it you should do it for yeah. the love of it no that's hobbies even then like there's a point where like if if, if for what I do, if I'm benefiting somebody else, then I want to get paid for it. No, exactly. And, yeah. and, and then the thing is, is kind of like the other thing that gets me upset. It's, 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 it takes me off because like, it's a whole, it's a whole forum dedicated to like their love of gear or the love of the companies they like, but then it's like the company stays alive by you, you know, buying their shit and then making a like if they're not making a profit the shit you like won't be available like you know what i mean it's just like it's just yeah. this weird concept it's like i really like that pedal in that company but i don't want to pay for their their shit well i guess you don't really like it but also like yeah it's it's okay to be like this is not uh affordable yeah. for me right now or no, like for this sure, is not something sure. that i can invest in and that is very much more personal situation i don't want to say it's a personal problem mm-hmm. but I mean, how you spend your money shows what you value. And right. you can say, like, I think that's cool, but I don't value it enough to, like, spend the money. Like, I can be honest. Like, I've demoed guitars and uh, some of the more expensive ones. I think 
This is a really nice guitar. It's worth this amount of money. I would never spend this much money on a guitar, on this guitar. No, but then there's like guitars like this, and this is the best guitar I own. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, holy shit. It's like, they should, I know, Fender Squire, whatever. They can up the price on that, and it'll still be worth it. It's really good. Well, that's like what you said, like what the Starcaster that someone saw in a store and bought um, because you said your friend said it played like a much more expensive guitar. Like I think in the video, I'm like, this plays like a six or $700 guitar and it's three fifty four hundred dollars $400. Yeah. 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 Then I saw another video where a guy picked up an $180 guitar that he did a lot of work on. He's like, you know, yeah, not everyone knows how to file their own nuts and like intonate it on their own and you've put in the work this thing plays like a $250 guitar (laughs) (laughs) okay so you did a $75 setup on a $180 guitar (laughs) it actually kind of sounds like like it that would be $255 like in Seattle that setup would be $85 so if you buy a $180 guitar do an $85 setup and then you're like this plays like a $250 guitar guess what you lost money. <laughs> yeah. Like it plays like a like a lesser guitar. Okay. Then the what you've invested in it. I'm like, why would you brag about that? <laughs> I don't know, no. man. Yeah, for sure. But I like I you're right. Like you have to take like the like some people want more expensive stuff, not everyone can afford it. But like I think like the pedal niche, like there's enough range of prices that you can find something that sounds good for what you can afford. Like totally. I'm just gonna be honest. Like yeah. not to promo joyo too much but like you know you want an you want an iridium you can't afford it but you want iridium just for like a fender type of sound i mean the joyo american sound is is 30 dollars and it's fantastic so well it sounds great yeah sorry i had one for a while it it does the job it does yeah and that's the kind of thing because like it's probably also like a point of where you are in your life like if your budget for uh that kind of sound is under a hundred dollars, then you're probably not making a lot of money from your music mm-hmm. or that's just not where you want to spend your money. So like if you're a professional, like, yeah, you can probably get by on playing like a $250 guitar or a used Squire. But if you're a professional and you want something that's like definitely going to feel good, like in your, and you can justify it as like a work expense. Like I'm, I do editing all day, like not all day, but like I, I, I'll, I'll spend a day editing stuff. Could I do that on a $500 laptop? Yeah. It would take longer. It would probably not look as good. I'd have to cut some corners. I wouldn't be able to put out like, like the quality in the time. Set a video to render and come back on after the weekend. I used to do that. I used mm-hmm. to do like I'll edit. Uh, go, I would go downstairs after dinner. I'd edit a video. I'd start. I'd have it exporting. I come down the next morning, and then yep. I would. Uh, it would be edited, and then that was when it really sucked. If I like forgot to do something, like if I didn't edit it right, like if I put if I accidentally like mucked up the intro, need to go back and like redo some text, I would be like ah. I guess I'm not releasing this today. <laughs> That's actually my life. My laptop yeah. sucks to render stuff. And sometimes I forget to like change the, cause like I'll use like this, I'll use old videos with like the templates and just change the text in them. Right. And then I'll forget yeah. to do the titles and it's like five hours of rendering. And it's like, Oh fuck. I left the old fucking yep. title in the video. Like Jesus. this is not the R1. <laughs> this is something different. Fuck. Yeah. No, I, I've been there, but so that's the other kind of thing. Like, 
If it gets, there's a difference between gets the job done and is like acceptable audiophile quality. But then like maybe you're a lo-fi person. Maybe you're like a, a, a William Berger type and you want to do the lo-fi. In that case, then yeah, you don't, you probably don't want like the fanciest stuff. Like the, the, the amp with the most headroom and the crystalless cleans. Uh, you probably want something a little weird or you want to spend five, Oh, actually, I think they're about a thousand dollars right now. If you want to get the Chase Bliss Generation loss on Reverb, fuck. There's there's a part of me like kind of thinking through all this. Like it's a double edged sword in terms of like the ego that people have when it comes to brands and not being willing to accept. Like, look, dude, you've got five hundred bucks. You're gonna get five hundred dollars worth of gear. Sorry, you're yeah. not gonna get studio grade professional equipment. No, but and that's okay. So there's a part of me like wants like that. People like just to admit it. There's an ego death there. We're all happy. And just, you're okay with whatever gear you can afford. But there's the other part of me is like, well, the flip side is that there's brands that really, that, that rely on that marketing that not, I don't know if rely is a fair word, but like there's an element where like the marketing you're paying for a brand name, they've worked hard to build that up and there's, a, it's working. So, yeah. Well, you can look at, things like the Chase Bliss Automaton series. And like, I've played some streaming gigs with the uh, preamp Mark II. I don't think I would play like a club gig with it. So like now that shows are going to come back, I'm going to change my pedal board and, and take it off and use it as a studio tool. Probably mostly like I'm afraid for it. If I'm playing like a, a dingy club, you should get like, the, not- uh, the fader cover, the fader lid. The and before you do that, read the lid. gear page thread about the fader lid. <laughs> oh man. I don't know if you want to read that one, but no. maybe you. No, I don't. Well, I not, one thing thanks. one thing I do want to say I've noticed the people who complain most about the price of pedal boards. I always go look at their Instagram profile, and invariably they always have like three less Pauls, or like it's like well you, you have like eight thousand dollars worth of guitars, but like the two thousand yeah. dollar pedal board, it's the same guitar, like the same guitar, but it's the two thousand yeah. dollar pedal board that's unacceptable. You know, like I I don't know. You know, like I had and people complain man- about like the Chase Bliss nine hundred dollars, but they buy like a five thousand dollar guitar, like you know, like yeah. uh, boutique guitar. Like, well, it's that's like, just well, not how you want to spend your money, and that's it's, cool. It's, it's like yeah. I remember I I talked about the sim- the simplicity of my board, and my, my pedal board has some expensive pedals on it, including my amp. Which so so like my amp really skewed like that. I had the Milkman uh, really skewed the whole price of the board overall <laughs> uh, by a lot. And then I look at it, I'm like. Yeah, that's what all that stuff would retail for, but that's not what I paid for it. <laughs> no, it's Which true. Is, you know, but like I remember, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, sometimes simple stuff is really expensive. That's the that's the case with like designer jewelry. It's a close place fake case with a lot of designer fashion. Like you want jeans that have a weird pattern on them, twenty five dollars all day. If you just want like a nice pair of jeans that doesn't have a pattern on it, Jay um, Cross has entered the chat. That Lee, oh gosh. Every time, okay, so nobody, a lot of people aren't, don't know. Jay Cross from the Guitar Nerds podcast, he, this was so long ago. Yeah. He posted a picture and it's just like his pant legs. He, and he said, like, I've been wearing these jeans for week, weeks. I just noticed there's a weird pattern on them. This is the worst day of my life. Like, he had the douchiest jeans and he just didn't notice. Cause, like, I gotta be honest, like, if your vision isn't, like, Men tend to have not as great vision as women. Like we, they can't. Y'all literally can't see as many colors. Um, 
And it might possibly be because you don't name them. That's a weird psychological thing to get into later. But every couple of months, for some reason, that post by Jay pops up in my timeline. And it makes me laugh so hard every time I see it. This is the worst day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it happened. I I had bought a pair of jeans. And like after like months, I realized, wait, there's a shine on these jeans. How the hell haven't I noticed this? It was like, it's not just like a, a, you know, it's like a, it was a shine. It was like, like a waxed finish. I'm like, holy crap. I don't want oh, this. <laughs> was so so I weird. For it. <laughs> were, they, were they water resistant with that wax finish? No, I don't even know why they were like, they just look like, <laughs> you know, when you like get like polyester, like, and you rub it and like, it like, it like burns, but like, it's like very shiny. It was. Oh, yeah. because it, it melts. That's why <laughs> yeah. polyester melts. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looked like. And I was just like, I was just wearing shiny jeans for months. Wow. Great. Yeah, that's why you don't like... want to catch fire when you're wearing polyester because it will melt to your skin. Oh. Sweet dreams, everybody. <laughs> well, just to be clear, I want everyone to know, like, I'm not saying more expensive pedals are better or you should feel bad about buying cheap pedals. Like, yeah, I would buy, I would buy like a Boss DS1 every day of the week and OD3 totally. every day of the week. Like, I'm just going to yeah. be honest. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, it's really cool to see what people can come up with and these, these uh, pricier pedals. But like, I think that if you can't have fun with cheap pedals, you're probably just not a very fun person. I'll agree with that. Harsh, yeah. but fair. I don't, I can't imagine somebody coming for me for saying that, coming at me for saying that, but it's, well, it's kind of like saying if you, if you can't enjoy like a dive bar every once in a while, like, I don't know. It's just probably not my, I think maybe it's like if you can enjoy the cheap pedal because it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah. You can say, oh, you know, this doesn't do all the things I want to do. But if you can't have a little bit of fun with some limitations, that's another thing. Cheap pedals often have like those limitations you have to be creative to work around. And that really stretches your brain muscles. Like, that's cool. It's like that's like uh, we, we talk about that. You should always have one pedal on your board that you have no idea how to use. Yeah, something that's too weird doesn't fit into the genre you're playing. Just yeah. forces you in between sets. You're like, "Huh, I wonder if I did X, Y, Z, if this would work." I, I'm going to admit something. Anything with an envelope filter, I just I don't know how to use those pedals. Like I feel like cool. anything that's like you need to put control. an envelope filter on your board <laughs> this week. Yeah, I think that's the. That's the thing I struggle most with the Enzo, like the whole like envelope control. It's like I, I oh, suck yeah, at envelope controlled effects. Yeah. That's just like very small adjustments <laughs> until you get it just right. Cool. Well, uh, we've actually been recording for a really long time. Yeah, this is a long episode. <laughs> this is a long episode. I talk a lot. I talk no, a lot. No, that was actually no, that, was really fun good. too. It was fun to actually like have an episode that was very much about talking about gear. Like, Sir, this is a podcast. Yes. <laughs> you're supposed to do that. Yes, you're supposed to talk. Every uh, Guests say that all the time. Like, sorry, I talk. I'm like, no, it's why we want you on the podcast. No, but I'm that's usually literally the type of, I'm all podcasts. I'm usually the type of person where people are like, if I meet them in the street, like, I got I to gotta go now. I'm sorry. Ah. Like, you can go. Oh, <laughs> that's all good. So where can people find you, Andy? Uh, there's a lot of underscores, but it's like pedalboard underscore of underscore the underscore day with the at okay. sign at the beginning. That's on Instagram? It's on Instagram. Uh, and, and I guess YouTube. on YouTube. But please, it's pedalboard of the day if it's YouTube, not pedal of the day. Yes, those are different, different people. We'll get into please. that. 
some other day. Please don't give them subscribers. Give me subscribers. <laughs> yes, give give Andy subscribers. Don't subscribe to Pedal Today thinking you're getting Andy. Um, cool. Andrew, anything else you want to close off, close us out with? You have a great name. You you have a great name. Thank you. There's That's all I got Andy's, for today. There's too many Andys and Andrews in the pedal world. Are my my boss at my day job is named Andrew, so he just goes by Drew and I go by Andrew. And then someone called me Andy the other day. I'm like, mm, I, I'm Andrew. It's like calling me Emmy or M without asking first. I don't like it. Um, well, everyone, thank you for watching. Thanks for understanding. Please check out the links in the video description for Pedalboard of the Day and Rude Tech and all that. If you want to shop on Reverb or Sweetwater, please share this. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.